What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we'll just jump right into it. We have a couple updates to go over. First is that there's news coming out that Tommy Pham is open to playing first base. This came as a surprise to me. Tommy Pham is an outfielder. He is one of the many free agents still without a contract for 2022. Like I said, you can expect sparks to fly. We're going to see a lot of movement in the free agent market as soon as the lockout is over because there isn't going to be much time between the end of the lockout and spring training and even the regular season for that matter. Players are going to want to find their home. But we're hearing that Tommy Pham is open to playing first and he's he's just facing uncertainty in his market because he's had a pair of underwhelming seasons with the Padres. But he's looking to increase his positional value. So adding another position to, you know, to his profile, I guess, is what is, is what he's going to do. And that's how he's going to try to remedy that. And he specifically said that he would be interested in playing first base in a second stint with the Tampa Bay Rays because he played in Tampa during the 2018 and 2019 seasons. And the Rays are known to be looking for a right-handed hitting first base option. A reunion with Tommy Pham would be a creative way of addressing that need. But, I mean, it stands to reason that if Pham is willing to take on a new position with the Rays, he's also willing to pick up a first-base glove with other teams that might come calling, and perhaps non-contenders as well. But, you know, he, Pham has always been a guy who, who leans into the, the numbers, and he likes the advanced metrics and things like that. He's, this is someone in the past who has advocated for all-star selections being chosen by wins above replacement. His argument was that, well, if we're being judged by a number of all-star appearances when it comes to things like arbitration, where we're supposed to be paid, teams hold it against us if we're not all-stars or we don't have certain accolades during the season, then those accolades should be determined objectively. This is what Tommy Pham said a couple years ago. So he, he's he's very aware of how you know, war and WRC+, plus, OPS+, plus, all those numbers work. But, yeah, he, he said that – he said in last last September, he said that he didn't play well enough in 2021 and he's fully prepared to take a one-year deal and reestablish his market. And if you look at his numbers, he was still a slightly above average hitter, 102 weight runs created plus, 15 homers with San Diego. But, you know, that kind of production and playing time – is actually pretty impressive considering the fact that he was coming off a terrifying stabbing incident in October 2020 that actually threatened his life. I don't know if those of you remember that. But if you haven't, go ahead and look it up. But, you know, a case can be made that Tommy Pham was actually pretty unlucky at the plate last year because his expected WOBA was significantly higher than his actual Woba. He had a 354x Woba and a 318 Woba. So between that glaring differential and the fact that he still has solid hard contact numbers, he could very well be a bounce back candidate to watch in 2022. So as a matter of fact, he's exactly the kind of relatively inexpensive veteran the Rays traditionally target in free agency anyway. They like getting cheap, undervalued players. So he, he could be a good fit for reunion in Tampa Bay. But yeah, he, he's just been he's been an outfielder. I mean, he he played 37 games at shortstop in his very first season of pro ball way back in 2006. 
That's a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. That is 16 years ago. That was in rookie ball. But since then, he's exclusively played in the outfield and mostly in left field since the start of the 2019 season. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it, can a veteran player just make that pivot from the outfield to first base? He's trying to extend his career. I mean, Pham turns 34 in March. He would need a big year at the plate to line himself up for a multi-year contract next winter. Regardless of what position he's playing, he, he's going to need a big year at the plate. But we'll see. Health issues have hampered him over the past two seasons. But he's just not hes not that far removed from a very strong five-year stretch with the Cardinals and Rays from 2015 to 2019. So we'll see. In other news, the Mariners are on the hunt for a right-handed power bat. So we know that Kyle Seager has retired. They need to replace his bat. And they're looking for it to be a right-handed power bat. And maybe a, a lefty in the outfield. So right-handed power bat for third base, a left-handed bat in the outfield. Because they did get National League All-Star Adam Frazier in a, in a November trade with the Padres. So he, he hits left-handed. And they did get Robbie Ray on the pitching side of things. Five-year, $115 million deal. Well, you have to look at their outfield picture. It's already kind of crowded. So you have Mitch Hanniger, Jared Kelnick, 2020 AL Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis, and a top prospect in Julio Rodriguez. All four of those guys figure to see significant time in the outfield this year. As could Frazier. And as could Taylor Trammell. But you know that those names I just mentioned, there is a lot of uncertainty. Not all those guys are healthy. Not all those guys are consistently playing at a big league level. I, I'm talking about a guy like Jared Kelnick, you know, who will be an everyday big leaguer, but he still needs seasoning. He was a rookie last year. Kyle Lewis, you know, he's been battling some some unfortunate injuries. Julio Rodriguez hasn't even played in the bigs yet. So the only player in the outfield who is penciled in and a slam dunk is Mitch Hanniger. Obviously, Kyle Lewis is a slam dunk if he's healthy, but he's not right now. So a little depth won't hurt you if you're the Mariners. So there are some choices out there. You're not looking for any of the big outfield. There's just some depth pieces. Bench bats, Oduble Herrera, Billy Hamilton, Gerardo Parra, Matt Joyce. Guys like that. You know, they could check in on maybe Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson. Those are, I would say, a tier above the guys or a tier two above the guys I just named, but we'll see where they go. We'll see where they go with that one. You know, for third base, you know, that's going to be interesting. You know, they, they do want a right-handed power bat. Who is on the market? You know, Chris Bryant is an obvious option. And, yeah, I mean, that's going to cost a lot of money, though. That's going to cost a lot of money. Who knows? Are they willing to do so? You also have... Josh Donaldson could be, you know, a trade possibility. If, if you can't sign Bryant, Bryant through free agency, there are trades you could make. Josh Donaldson, maybe. Would the Guardians be willing to listen to Jose Ramirez trades? Would the A's be willing to listen to Matt Chapman trades? These are, I mean, those names I just mentioned on the trade market seem very intriguing, but obviously it's going to cost quite a bit as far as, you know, the the package that, Seattle would have to send back the other way. But I could see Donaldson being a nice upside play. You know, he'd be a particularly risky bet for a club hoping to actually get into the playoffs. But, you know, he, he was he was solid last year with the Twins. 
He still has plenty of power. He's not going to cost much more than a willingness to eat a substantial chunk of the remaining two years on his contract. You know, two years, $50 million. So that could be an intriguing play. So keep an eye. Maybe, maybe that maybe Josh Donaldson could be someone that could step in for Seattle, but we'll see. That's what the that's what the managers are looking at. You know, Seager retired and he his he was at the end of his contract anyway. So um I think you're gonna wanna see how the big dominoes fall first, meaning Carlos Correa and Trevor Story, wherever they go, well that's gonna be a you know, domino effect. Expect Story to sign first because Korea will wait to sign last because he wants to get as much money as possible. And then everything else will take off from there. But if they don't go out and get anyone, then Abraham Toro could be their third baseman on opening day. And then they could just figure out the rest during the season and get a trade done during the season. There's no rush to have it ready to go on opening day. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.